0: Live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. My very earliest memory was from when I was three and a half years old. And I was sitting on my father's lap, and he was crying very hard. And he was crying because my mother and father were getting divorced and he was leaving the place where we lived i don't remember if he said anything to me i don't i'm sure i didn't understand what was going on but i i felt that he loved me and that he was sad because he was leaving me i felt that i mattered to him that is the only memory i have of my father saying anything to me that made me feel loved or acting in any way that made me feel special. He never once in my entire life said to me, you're smart, good job, you're beautiful, you're funny, you're a good person, I like you. Not one time can I remember that my father said something to me that made me feel like he was proud to be my father and that he loved me. He wasn't abusive at all. And in fact, I think that many people would say he more than met his parental obligations. He paid for all of my education from the time I was in elementary school all the way through grad school, Um, I was never in want of anything to be healthy, clothed, fed. I remember he took me to Israel with him for three weeks when I was 13 years old. But that never felt like he loved me. just felt like he was, I don't know, whatever. It just it didn't feel good. Um, I don't think he treated me any differently than anybody else, his other children from his second marriage or even his second wife. I I don't know if I realized that at the time and I frankly wouldn't have cared. Um, I never saw him act emotional towards anybody. Now, he did have two cats and two dogs, two boxers throughout many, many years. I'm sure many pairs of dogs and cats. And he loved those animals so much. He would Hold his cats. He would coo to his dogs. He would show those fucking animals <laughs> so much love. <laughs> and I love animals. I really. I am a huge dog lover. But I, I kind of felt badly that he loved the animals and not me. Um, I as I I remembered my water. As I uh, grew into my teens, I began to feel more and more unimportant and irrelevant in his life, in his life and his girlfriend, future uh, wife's life. Um, They had a number of very important life events, and this is how they told me about those events. Uh, When my father's girlfriend, they weren't married yet, got pregnant with their first child, We went out to dinner one night. I met them at dinner, and she walked in, and she's popping out of her clothes, and that's how they told me. We didn't talk about it at dinner. They didn't say they were having a baby. You know, I wasn't a part of it in any way. It was just happening. Um, And uh, several years later, after they had had several children, I was over at their apartment one day, and... uh, she said to me, uh, could you babysit such and such day? We're going down to town hall to get married. We need somebody to watch the kids. Hmm. That's how they told me they were getting married. <laughs> I was the hired help for them to get married. <laughs> I did, needless to say, it didn't feel very good at all. I, I felt wronged. I, like. I deserve to be loved I'm not bad Um, but that was pretty much how it was throughout my entire teenage years and continued on fast forward 20 years or so 40 years old I have a life of my own I'm married I have two small kids I'm living in Colorado and I had probably spent less and less and less time with my father spoken with him less because it was too painful it was always a disappointment I it was just too painful and I I it couldn't change it didn't see I couldn't figure out how to make it change and I wanted him to make it change came home from work one day and my husband said to me your father called me to tell me that he has pancreatic cancer, which is a death sentence cancer. You have months, at best, to live with pancreatic cancer. And I was sad because I was sad for him that his life was coming to an end. And I was sad for me that this was it. I was, my mother had died of brain cancer three years earlier, so I was going to be an orphan. Um, but honestly, there was a part of me that was sort of excited and I, and I was anticipating like I had seen in the movies and read in books and seen in TV shows a Hollywood ending. He was looking death in the eye and he was going to realize that it was time to tell me that he loved me, that he had always loved me. He was going to either tell me we were going to have this reconciliation or he was going to write a letter to me that I would have to cherish forever. He was going to let me know that he loved me. That's, That's what I was excited about. I thought we had finally come to a point when it would all happen. A couple of months later, I went to visit my father. He was still able to walk around and drive and He picked me up at the airport, um, and we went out to lunch, just the two of us, to this sort of a little cafe-funky place in Albuquerque where he lived. And um, we didn't really talk about anything. (laughs) We just sat. We sat at the table. I mean, and we probably talked about the weather. We probably talked about how my job was going. I don't know, I I can't even remember what we talked about, but I remember that place that we went for lunch. And then we went back to his house and I thought, I got two more days to spend with this person. What is, what are we going to talk about? It's not going to be any different. And I didn't have the guts to say to him anything. I could have said something. I was a grown woman. I was 40 years old, had my own family. But I still wanted him to tell me that he loved me. I still wanted my father to be the father, and I still, I guess, I felt like a kid. And I didn't want to be the one to ask him. And honestly, it had been that way for so long, I didn't know if he would say that he loved me. And it was better to unknow than to have him say something that I couldn't live to hear. The one other thing I remember about that weekend that I spent with him the last time I saw him was in their house they had tons of pictures, tons of family pictures, tons of pictures of their kids and other people. And there was not a single picture in that house of me, my husband, or my children. And I truly felt that I had been completely obliterated from his life. So, several months later, he did indeed die. And my husband and I, Tom and I, went down to Albuquerque for the funeral. We went to uh, the synagogue. There were several hundred people there. That was pretty wild, seeing so many people there to celebrate his life. And person after person came up on the stage and talked about, or on the dais, talked about what an incredible person he was, how much he had given to the community, how much he had done for the symphony, and how much he had done for the ballet, and for this, and for that, person after person. (laughs) That felt pretty gut-wrenching to hear all of these people who had such admiration for him, and it wasn't the person that I knew or ever got to feel. And afterwards, we all went back to their house, to his house, and his wife's house, and ate and drank and talked. And uh, I'd been there for a while, and a gentleman came up to me, and he said, "Uh, I'm a friend of your father's, I'm a shrink. Your father was seeing me over the last several months while he was dying. He was uh, working through his death, his impending death. And he wanted me to tell you that he loved you. I didn't know what to feel. I, to this day, even when I say that out loud, I still am not sure what to feel about that. I was in such shock that that was the best he could do. That He couldn't write me a letter that he could have left, that there was nothing he could have said, that he had to tell somebody to tell me that he loved me. perfect stranger. Um, So I hold that, but I don't, it still has never been good enough. It still has never made me feel the love of my father. And as I sit here now, as I am here now, I have two children, one who's gone off to college, one who's about to go in another year or so. And I reflect on this often, this experience with my father. I know that I did the best that I could with my children, and I hope that it's good enough for them. Thank you.